Thank you for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. Our mission is to create space for all people, to experience the compassionate love of the Father, and to discover the calling He has for their life. Please enjoy the message today, recorded live inside the Wilson Performing Arts Auditorium at Platte County High School in Platte City, Missouri. So today we remember, we started out by remembering those who have gone on before us, for those who have paid the ultimate price. And today I want to just take you back five years ago today. This was my final weekend at Vineyard Church, and I was facing unemployment for the first time since 1988. I moved here in 1988 to work at American Airlines as an 18-year-old kid, and I had, I've always had a job since that time. And so this weekend, I knew that as soon as this weekend was over, I was it. I didn't have, I didn't have an em- employment. I mean, I knew we were going to plant the church, but we didn't know exactly when it was going to happen. We didn't know people were going to show up. We didn't know people, if they showed up, they were actually going to give and support what it is that we were doing. And so we were wrestling then, Dan and I, we were all talking about a budget, getting a checking account, and all the different things that go along with that. We were gathering with a few other believers on Sunday afternoons because I was still, at that time, I was still working at Vineyard in the morning and then in the evening. And then so we were, up until that point, we were gathering on Sunday afternoons in people's homes. We were praying together, kind of dreaming together about what it would look like to start this, this church. We were, uh, at that time, I was meeting also with some potential, potential like church planting organizations, people who do this kind of thing for a living. We talked to the Baptists. We talked to another ministry called Reach. Uh, we went to Restore Community Church because they plant churches out of their church. They're the church that meets at the, the auditorium in Platte, uh, Park Hill High School. And so it was like I was dating these church planting organizations, kind of just seeing if it was a good fit. And just nothing was kind of coming together. We were searching for a place to launch the church. Like where would we actually meet in Platte City. Actually, we looked in other places other than Platte City for a while. We looked down by the airport, and we thought we were going to have a place there, and that didn't work out. And every, everywhere we went, it just wasn't coming together. And so we finally uh, landed on this little room at the YMCA there in, here in Platte City, and so we, we started to develop a plan. We hadn't developed our logo yet. Like, what was that going to look like? This was like a my hand drawing of what the logo I kind of thought maybe it would look like, just the Trinity, the symbol of the Trinity, and Christ at the center. And, and then uh, we're, what was the mission statement? What were we going to be about? What was the mission of this new church coming to Platte City? And so I wanted to give you just a, a this is obviously further down the road when we started to develop our bylaws. And, and out of this comes this mission statement and our vision and our purpose and I wanted to share that with you this morning as we look back and remember where it was, where we were at back then. So as a Christ-centered, and that's the reason why there's a cross in the center of our logo, as a Christ-centered community, our mission is to create space. Not a space, because really it doesn't matter what the space looks like, it's, but it's creating an environment right, for people to uh, experience the compassionate love of the Father, and for all people to, con- to experience the compassionate love of the Father. Yet last week I was talking to a lady that came and visited our church, and she says that the church she goes to down in Grandview, she's the only 
um, African-American person in that church. And, of course, she felt right at home here because, well, she was that day, she was the only African-American in, this, in the church. And she's like, I just don't understand. Why is it so segregated? Why, why do we split up on Sunday mornings? And we just wanted to make sure that people knew that all people are welcome to come here. No matter how old you are, no matter what church you've gone to in the past, what your faith experience is, you're able and welcome to walk into the doors of this church to experience the compassionate love of the Father, which is one of the reasons why we launched on Father's Day back in 2014. We knew that when people experience God's compassionate love, uh, then they'll begin to discover the calling He has for their life. And through this, this idea, the calling, all that stuff kind of all came together. And so the vision of the Calling Community Church is to be devoted to God's Word, to teaching God's Word. Right? We think that's important, obviously. To, to be devoted to one another in fellowship. And to, to, be, to be devoted to prayer. And so that comes out of the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, here in a few weeks. We'll talk about, we're going to go through, in June and July, we're going to go through the book of Acts. We're going to study the book of Acts together. We're going to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit and the working of the Holy Spirit. And so if that interests you at all, hopefully you'll be back for that. And so out of our vision comes this, we will be obedient to the Great Commission. That is to go, therefore, into the world and to share the gospel with people, to baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And our purpose is... Then, out of that, out of our vision, our purpose is to feed the hungry. I was hungry and you fed me. I'll give people a drink. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. To find people a place to rest. I was homeless and you gave me a room. You know, I don't, this happens almost weekly. I come in contact with people who need a place to stay. They need a room. And sometimes the best we can do is a hotel. And that's just a band-aid. That's not really a great fix. It's just a place for them to rest for a while, but we want to help them find a place to live. We partner with Hillcrest here in Platte City to do that. Make sure people are warm. I was shivering and you gave me clothes. To go and pray for those uh, and help those who are in need. I was sick and you stopped to visit me. We want to be that church, right? We want to be the church that goes and visits people and helps people that are in need. And to minister to those in prison. I was in prison and you came to me, Jesus said. And Jesus is saying, whatever you've done to the least of these, you've done unto me. And so we, we feel like if it's worth doing it to Jesus, it's worth doing it for anybody, right? Anybody that has these needs that we come in contact with. So as a church, it goes on, it says, we will partner with other ministries in our community to be Jesus to the least of these. If a ministry doesn't exist, we will pray about it, about creating our own outreach. Like if it's not, if the wheels aren't turning, we'll figure out how to make them turn. Or if they're already turning, we'll figure out how to just support them and keep them, keep them moving forward. And so this came uh, out, of our, out of our bylaws. It says, if we are prompted by the Holy Spirit, we'll raise up preachers, others, with a vi- similar vision to reach the lost and the poor. In those passages of Scripture, it talks about gatekeepers and overseers. People who have been gifted and called to be elders over the church. We have elders here we have a, a group of, we call it the board of directors, but they serve as elders here in the church. And then we have a core team of people who serve like deacons here, in the, if that language makes any sense to you at all. They serve like their servants here in the church. To send them out with the, guide, with the guidance and help of this church to start other churches born here, uh, both here and abroad. Well, man, what would, it be in, what would it look like if we helped strengthen others to go out and start other churches? Do you know that all over the world, 
the church planting movement is massive. It's huge. The churches are, are starting up all over the world and also here in America too. Reaching more people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. To implement a strategy to create a missional, missional communities within the larger body of believers. We will encourage all believers to be devoted to one another like in the church in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2. Which actually here in a few weeks we're going to talk more about that. We kind of have this new initiative, this new idea of what it would look like if we started to gather together, eating together and just loving one another. So we feel connected. Because I've heard, I've heard people say, Brady, I've come to church and I still don't feel like I know everybody. I don't know anybody. That grieves my spirit, y'all. You can't, it can't be that way. You've got to find a place to connect with other, a few other believers. It doesn't mean you have to know everybody, but you need to know somebody. Because if you don't show up one someday, someone needs to know that. <laughs> so they know to check in on you, make sure you're okay. So we have to be intentional about that. To purposely strive towards people of all races, regardless of skin color or nationality, for sake of unity in the body of Christ. Peace that speaks of in those passages of Scripture. One purpose, humility, putting others first. All right, so what's next? Well, we celebrate, right? We celebrate where we've been. We're not going to stay there. We're going to move forward. We're going to celebrate next Sunday right after worship. I already talked about praying for sun. Uh, praying about additional staff, people coming on board and helping uh, the work of the church. Facilities. In July, we will start a three-year contract with the school to be in this facility. Now, at the end of three years, it could be three more years. It could be ten more years. It could be forever. We don't know. Or at the end of three years, it could be like, you know what? This has been good. We need to make this available to other groups. It's time for you to move forward. So we got to think about that, right? we got to be praying about what would that look like. And I would ask that there would be somebody in the room, just a handful of people that say, Brady, I will commit to pray on a regular basis, whatever that means for you, about the facilities of the Calling Community Church. What would that look like? Where, where are we going to go? What's, it gonna, what's the building going to look like? What's, what are the facilities going to offer to our community? How are we going to be able to use those facilities to reach others with the gospel? The last thing we want to happen is just to become a church that's very inclusive and we just look in to each other and we forget about the rest of the world around us. We, we don't want to do that. All right? We can't do that here because we don't know how long we get to be here, right? Like we, just, we always have to be looking out saying, God, how can we affect and how can we influence the community around us? Uh, new ministries, missions, outreach, opportunities like that, like the one in Dallas. I met with some guys this week about a ministry starting for the, for lo, the local jail right here in Platte County. It's called Gracious Promise, and it's a, it's a doorway into the jail to share the gospel and to do Bible studies with people here in the local jail. First time it's ever happened like that. And so it's, it's, it's coming. Uh, numerical growth, evangelism. Each one, reach one. You're sharing the gospel. You're reaching out to those you, that you have contact with, whether it be someone you know or someone you just met. Spiritual growth. Each one, grow one. You know, opportunity to help people grow in their faith and know more about the gospel and learn more about what the Bible says. And then intentional fellowship. And we'll talk about that on June the 9th. So open your Bible. Colossians chapter 1. All right? Colossians chapter 1. Is that where? So did I go? I go, I think I went too fast. No, there we go. What's next? Okay, Colossians chapter 1. Because five years ago, this is where we were at. Five years ago, we were uh, we just started looking at the book of Colossians. 
together, just kind of using that as our guideline as we got together and we spent time together. Some of, the, some of you that were, that were here or there then are here today, so that's awesome. So we're looking at Colossians chapter 1. This is a, a letter that Paul wrote while he was in prison. And he was writing this letter to this church. He was um, helping his brother Epaphras, who was actually the pastor of this church, that they had raised up and sent out, like we had talked about earlier. And they had sent this guy out to, to start this church in Colossae. And Paul's writing this letter to encourage the believers. And so we want to be encouraged with this uh, word today. And so in Colossians chapter 1, starting in verse 3, I just want, I want to, uh, I want to, Take this word, I want to apply it to us today. I want you to think about how this affects us today. So Paul's writing says, We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, the church. For we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope reserved for you in heaven. See the three pillars in that particular passage of Scripture? Faith, hope, and love. Now, what is the greatest of those three? You guys know love is the greatest of those three, but there's the pillars of this body of Christ because of the hope reserved for you in heaven. You have already heard about this hope in the word of truth, the gospel that has come to you. For the most part, if you're here today, the gospel has already come to you. It's not like it's a new revelation for you today. Like you're here and you're like, oh, wow, the good news of Jesus. I've never heard that before. You probably have heard that before multiple times. And he's saying the gospel that has come to you, this gospel, it is bearing fruit and growing all over the world. Do you know that the good news of Jesus is bearing fruit all over the world? Do you know that? I hope you know that. I hope you're encouraged by that. You know it's bearing fruit right here in this church. It's bearing fruit hopefully in you. And the same thing's happening to people on another, on another side of the world. In different states, in different countries, in different places. The gospel is bearing fruit all over the world just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and came to truly appreciate God's grace. Can I ask you a question this morning? When Do you remember when you first started to really appreciate God's grace in your life? Can you go to that day? Can you remember that day? I hope you can. You need to remember that day when you first really started to appreciate what God has been, what is God doing in your life. When he gives you grace, when he gives you something you don't deserve. Do you remember that day when you got that gift? If you don't remember that day, I want you to really pray through that. Ask God, God, remember or remind me to remember what it is that, or that first time when I first really started to remember God's grace in my life. And I think... Probably for me, I grew up in church, and so I heard about God's grace. But I think for me, when I, when I first really started to remember God's grace, or to remember that day and appreciate it, was probably after I had gone through a divorce, and God started to put the pieces of my life back together. And I remembered His grace in my life. I didn't deserve any of that. I had done lots of things to not deserve the, that grace. And I started to remember his grace. So I want you to, to, to go there if you can. Remember his grace in your life. Okay. And then he goes on in verse 9. He, he, he prays for the church. He prays for spiritual growth for the church. He says, for this reason also, since the day that we 
heard this about you. And when I, when I looked at we, I circled the word we, and I think about Trish and I, I think about those who have been involved in the beginning, the board on our church, who remember you and they think about you and they, think, and they pray for you. It says, we haven't stopped praying for you. We are asking that you may be, and here's the things we're asking, here's the things we're praying, that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. Okay, We want you to be filled with the knowledge of God's desire for your life in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Why? So that you may walk worthy of the Lord. Right? Isn't that that's a, that's an honest prayer as a pastor to, to his people? I want you to walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him. Right? There's this bearing fruit again in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. Why? So that you may have great endurance and patience. Anybody in this room need some great endurance and patience in your life right now? Just raise your hand. You need some great endurance and patience. Almost every single one of us. Yeah, go ahead, Steve. Raise your hand. Your wife did. Might be because of you. I don't know. Maybe that's it. Great endurance and patience. That's a good prayer, isn't it? Man, I think about I think about the people, I looked at Dan and I saw Dan sitting alone today because his wife's in there serving in the children's ministry and she's a teacher. She's taught all year long. Great endurance and patience. Gotta have them. Joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the saints' inheritance in the light. Can I just get an amen? Yes, we get to share in this inheritance. There's good news coming it's, it, what we get for this life to, to, in service to the Lord is good, y'all. It's really good. And in all this, what is our goal? Well, we read it, fully pleasing to him. Our life is to be fully pleasing to the Lord. That's our goal. Well, I love this, 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 this hymn, this Jesus him, the centrality of Christ, the, the importance of Jesus and who he is. And so let's look at that in verse 16, or 15, starting 15. It says, he, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For everything, everybody say everything. All right, say it like you mean it. Everything was created by him. So you look around and you're like, man, I don't know what was created by him, but was this great? Yeah, everything the person next to you, you're thinking, God, you could have done a little better. But the person next to you, created by him. Because they are a part of everything. Everything in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created. Why? Through him and for him. You've heard me say this before, but you got to hear it again. Do you know that you were created for him? Why am I here, Brady? I don't understand. What's the purpose of my life? Well, through Christ, you were created for him. He created you for him. He wants you to be with him. And he's got a purpose. He's got a plan for you. He is before all things, and by him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church, right? Who's the head of this church? Jesus. Don't ever forget that. 
I may lay down tonight and never wake up, but Jesus will still be the head of this church tomorrow morning. Okay, don't forget that. I am not irreplaceable. Somebody else can stand up here and do what I'm doing. Maybe even better. But Jesus is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, but he's not the lastborn. Isn't that a good amen? Like we get to get, to get in on this. Like he, was the first, he, set the, he set the tone for us. Why? So that he might come to have first place in everything. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him, this is a good stuff, it's going to get really good, and through him to reconcile, all right, everything. Everybody say everything. Thank you, whoever it was back there. Everything. Guess what? That includes you, the person next to you. Don't think that the person next to you is too far gone. Don't think that anybody you've ever met is too far gone. Because Jesus, through him, he came to reconcile everything to himself. Whether things on earth or things in heaven, how did he do it? Well, there's the answer right there. By making peace through his blood shed on the cross. The fancy word is propitiation. Propitiation. The wrath of God appeased in the gift of Christ. There's a holy wrath of a holy God because of the sin on the earth, because of your sin and my sin, and Jesus steps in and makes peace. No, 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 God, I got this. I'll take it. I'll appease your wrath. You get that? You've got to get that because when you come to the table, it'll make a lot more sense to you when you take his, his body broken and you receive his blood poured out. Jesus appeased the wrath of God by being your sacrifice and by being your replacement. Today, we come to the table to remember. He says to come to the table and do this in remembrance of me. Why? It's right there in the book of Colossians. Because he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness, the domain of darkness, and transferred us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. Do you remember when you were transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the Son that he loves? You need to remember that day. Never let go of that day. Because when things get hard and you want to quit, you go back and you remember that day. And you're like, no, 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 no. I can't quit because Jesus paid a price for me, a great price. He took my place. When we, when we, forget, and we forget to remember and, and be grateful and be thankful for the freedom that we have in this country, we remember, right, this weekend, those who have paid the price for us. Those, that was a great sacrifice, and that's, that's incredible, and I don't discredit that, that at all. But what Jesus has done for us is better. Yeah. It's better. And we got to remember that he rescued us. And in him we have redemption, forgiveness of sins. Revel today in your forgiveness. In the fact that when Jesus sees you, he doesn't see all your junk. He doesn't see 
your sin the way you see your sin. He doesn't. Because he's redeemed you and he's transferred you. You have no place back there in the darkness. He's got you a new place. (laughs) So, we are going to we're going to continue to worship when we come to the table. The worship team's going to come up and they're going to sing a song. And what you're going to do is right where you're at, you're going to remember. Remember Jesus' love for you. Remember the grace that he has provided for you. Remember the forgiveness that comes through knowing Jesus. And let me just be real with you. If you're here this morning and you said, Brady... I'm afraid I am still living in the darkness and I haven't transferred my membership yet. Let me say right now this morning, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Say it. Jesus, you are Lord. Everybody say it together. Jesus, you are Lord. Say it again. Jesus, you are Lord. I don't know who that is back there, but they're excited. More excited than the rest of you. And then in your heart, you confess it with your mouth. Now in your heart, say, you can just believe this in your heart. God, I know that you raised Jesus from the dead. I know it. I believe it. I wasn't there, but in faith I believe it. And blessed are those who have not seen but yet believe. And so I want to be that person. I want to be transferred. I want to go from darkness. I want to go to light. I want to go from death. I want to go to life. I want to do that today. It's powerful. Remember what he's done for you as you come to the table today. Meet him there. Let him forgive you. Let him save you. Father, we pray that in Jesus' name we would not forget those who have rendered service to this country. We would not forget Jesus who has rendered service to all people and reconciled all people to himself. The offer is there for us to receive it. Father, I pray today that people would be transferred from darkness to light. Cross over from death to life. Even as we come, even as we receive your body and drink this juice that represents your blood poured out, Jesus, would you meet us at the table? We pray this in your precious name. Amen. Thanks again for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. We hope it leaves you encouraged. If you need more information about the church or need to talk to someone about prayer or faith in Jesus, please visit our website, thecallingcommunitychurch.com and fill out the contact form. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a blessed day.